we gotta start an intro. You say who you are, I'll say who I am. Oh. <laughs> All right, perfect. All right, um, what's up, CC's community? This is Dane, aka Trader Dale, and this is the man, the myth, the legend. CC, also known as CC. <laughs> All right, man. How about you just go ahead and kind of talk about how you got started um, with betting and with the community. And when I got a good question though, when you were a kid in like middle school, whatever, did you like uh, just to bet on random stuff with your friends, like sports stuff, or were you always kind of like telling people to put their money where their mouth is? No. So actually I, um, I'm like super conservative with my money and, and anybody who knew that I, bet for a living would be completely surprised because I am the person if you knew in high school that didn't spend a single dollar but I've played sports my whole life I've there's a picture of me three years old shooting a basketball in one of those little plastic bins so basketball sports in general have always been in my life mostly basketball and um, I was good enough to understand like further than most people the concepts of sports but I knew that I wouldn't make it as a living. So uh, I went into engineering my freshman year of college and uh, wait, I just got a DM. So, all right. So I went into in <laughs> <laughs> the life of CC right there, just <laughs> summarized in one, in one sentence. Yeah, just got a DM. Yeah. So I went into engineering <laughs> my freshman year of college and uh, I'm a numbers nerd. So the two kind of just went together and it meshed and made sense. And literally I started this one day. Uh, I was sitting on Twitter, and I saw somebody, I had never even seen the concept of capping sports. Um, I saw somebody on Twitter post a play and I was like, who are you? Like, what should I care what your word has any justice to? He had no reasoning behind what he said. He just said, take X. And so I thought of that idea and I was like, that's really strange. And I, I want to make it better. Obviously it had like a thousand likes. I was like, there's a market for this. I enjoy sports. I know numbers. So my sophomore year in college, um, we had a project in a coding class and I tried to make a code that would be able to project the score of baseball games. And it came pretty close, but I mean, it wasn't anything great. And that was kind of like the start of all this. Like I realized if you take a fundamental idea of numbers and you put logic and analytics behind it, you would be able to come up with something pretty profitable. So okay. I spent a couple of years trying to see what that profit margin was. And, um, I was on Twitter through about half of that. And so people have seen me when I didn't know as much as I do now. So you've seen like the whole come up of the story. Like I'm learning every day. I literally was on a phone call with a guy that I will openly say is smarter than me every single day I try to learn. So it's just the growth and continued to try to get better. So yeah. when did you get like serious about it? Like you were, you know, uh, you had, the, when did you start the discord? You said it was two years ago. On January 2019, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So you got serious about it around the time you started the Discord, or were you like seriously betting before that? I would say that I was serious for the most part um, when I started this. I don't start something to do it half ass, but yeah. it became like a logical, I need to spend more time in my day in this when I started the Discord. 30 members was cool, but I still like it was still like a hobby to me. It, it I didn't think it would ever turn into anything that was my entire livelihood. Like for instance, um, I haven't given much of a background, but I graduated engineering school in April and I'm not using the degree. This is my full time. I wake up and I do this every single day. So to tell me a year and a half ago, that was going to happen. I would call you stupid as hell. <laughs> but 
so I wouldn't say that got serious then. I would say probably March Madness of 2019. We went, I think, 18 and three in March Madness. That could be wrong, it's been a year, but it was something close to that. And that was kind of like the, okay, I think I have something in going here. And so that was probably the initial, like we can do something with this, but I still don't even know if I'm comprehending fully how big this is growing and, and how early in the early stages this is. Like it's just the beginning. I, I say that all the time, but it's, it's insane. Like sports aren't even legal in every sport. Yeah, exactly. In every state. So it's like, it really is the infancy. Do you have a favorite sport to cap? I know you're a big college basketball guy, but I'm not sure. So <clears throat> I would say college basketball is my favorite sport to watch. Cap, I would probably go with baseball. Just baseball is more, there's so much analytics in baseball that you can, and as you've seen, and a lot of people have seen, I've predicted exact scores of baseball. Like it's it's such a numbers game that um, – okay. It's, it's so fun to just watch happening and come into fruition. It's just cool to watch the numbers work out in baseball. Basketball is definitely my favorite sport. College basketball, there's nothing like it. But to cap, I would say baseball. Okay. For basketball this year, college basketball, I don't know what the fan situation is going to be, but do you think that's going to have any impact on totals? And do you think books are adjusting for that already? Or what's your thoughts on that? Books are going to try to adjust. Um, they have no clue what's going to happen. We have no clue what's going to happen. To say that I have any opinion would be a lie because okay. I, I have no clue. I actually did a little bit of looking the other day because I was curious. And you can look at schools that had no attendance. And Vegas has been pretty spot on. They, Chicago State is an easy one to do. If you know who Chicago State is, they have like, I think their average attendance is like 200 people. And so... Oh, wow. It's super easy to see, and their over-under was almost 50% in the last, like, five years. Spreads are pretty much locked on. So Vegas has that down pretty much for Chicago State. I have no clue about other schools, and it'll be a test of time. But I'm not too worried about it, as baseball was the same way. We had no clue how people were going to fluctuate in baseball. College football has been the same way. Unders have been nice in college football because of communication. And I would imagine that it's the same in basketball, um, being able to call out offenses and switches. But it's just something you have to you have to figure out when the time comes. Okay. When it comes to like, I know most of the time you're participating in in major markets, um, you know, college football, college basketball. But we were talking about, I believe it was this morning. Um, you said how first half team totals are typically a, a little bit smaller market. There's you know smaller limits and such you tend to focus on more major markets though is that correct yeah i would say for the most part i do um baseball we hit first five a lot which would be considered a, a smaller market but i would say in most sports in general we focus on the larger ones the main thing is just and i tried to explain this the other day um in discord but the thing is you want to take out as much like major swings as possible so yeah, we bet on large markets, but it's a very picky, like pick and choose. Like you don't, it's not just in general large markets. If if there's a first half edge, then we're not on a large market just for any reason. And you, I've never seen you post a live bet, which obviously it's hard to post official plays for live bets. It's not really logical, but do you ever mess with live betting at all? Hey, one second. Uh, these games going on, somebody just DM. I was making sure the Yankees didn't score because somebody said it must have been the win, so I got, I got tweaked out. So this is a good question. I actually, um, one of the OG people, I DM'd to see, like, if they ever had any questions um, for this. And he said, do you only bet what I put in official or do I have secondary bets? Same idea. 
Um, I don't. I only bet what I put on my official plays. And if I if I am to take something, I usually put it and I'll say on official play that I'm on this. But for the most part, live bets are like you're you're giving Vegas an advantage. Like like they see what's happening and they can adjust to those numbers. So there's situational times where yes, live bets are good and you can grab better numbers. But for the most part, they're going to be spot on. And so mm-hmm. it just doesn't make much sense to me, um, especially to double down or triple down and put more exposure into a game when at the end of the day, it's a, it's a weighted coin flip and you just, you're hoping that your analytics got you on the right side of the flip. Um, so to overexpose with live bets, it's just, you're asking to get hurt really fast. And so don't put all your eggs in one basket, just one game at a time, know, know what you did is right and uh, trust it long-term. Gotcha. Um, so a little more about the industry and, uh, gambling Twitter more specifically, I think one of the reasons why you've grown so much is just you're tr- very transparent. Uh, you always talk about all the DMs you get, but you do, you know, you put so much effort into responding to those DMs. And what do you kind of assess about like the state of gambling Twitter, the industry in general? Um, because most people aren't like you in that aspect of a lot of transparency, a lot of consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, back in the day, I used to be on Twitter a lot. Like I would respond to everybody. I would be in group texts, group messages with all the cappers. And very quickly, I realized that this is a hobby for most people or they see it as like a game. Like they don't, if I'm going to do something, as I said earlier, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it correct. And I'm going to try to do it the best of my potential. And it just wasn't, there's, I could name on one hand people that I actually believe do the amount of work that they should and so I just didn't want to be a part of that. I, and it was a reason that I made Discord, the idea of bringing together people that have all the exact same ideas. I, I just didn't want to be around people like that. And so I genuinely, like, if you went to my Twitter, I don't talk to anybody. I, I message some people like joking around. Uh, I get back and forth with people who mess with me. And that's about it. I, I do me. I don't really worry about anybody else. I talk to the limited amount of people I talk to. And um, that's... That's about it. I mean, at the end of the day, um, I think that transparency is the easiest thing to push. And so that anybody who doesn't push it, I have, I give no respect to it's, it's literally, it's the easiest thing to do on a daily basis. You just have to say I won, I lost. And so there are transparent people. And those are the people I talk to people that aren't, I do not, I do not associate with. Gotcha. Why do you think it is? And, you know, maybe this isn't even something you care to answer or can answer, but why do you think it is that people are so attracted to that Vegas Dave style capper, the, you know, people are just like, Oh, it's the lock of the day, whatever else. So I was told at a really early age and it is the most truthful thing you'll ever hear is everybody wants something yesterday. Uh, if, if you start going to the gym on new year's, everybody will be gone by February. It's just, the nature of how we're wired and so people see lock of the day they see max bet if i so we had a max bet when was that no we had a four unit on the braves earlier this year Mm -hmm. i posted hey i have the biggest baseball player of the year today and i didn't mean it by dm me asking for the singular play i was just saying like hey today's gonna be a big day i literally just because of that one got so many dms i cannot explain like people just see that and they're like oh perfect. How much can I pay you for that one play today? And people charge. I mean, I've seen $20, $30 being charged for a single play. And I'm like, I'm, you cannot buy this one play, but for the exact same price, I will give you a month. And you can see how long-term you're actually supposed to win. 
And so it's that idea of, again, it's a gamble. It's, it's an investment. You're not going to win every single one. So to give out one singular play, um, it stimulates your mind. Yes, it's fun, but it's not realistic as unless you have the game rigged, you're not going to be able to say definitively, yes, this is going to win. So are there any other like obvious misconceptions that you think of when it comes to just pe- that people have about being profitable over the long term? I would say just for the most part, um, the idea of taking parlays, taking teasers. Um, yeah, there's a time and a place, but there's not. Don't. And um, so just that idea as well as, oh, okay. CC is officially anti-teaser. Genuinely, you don't have to do anything. You could take two weeks off of betting. Literally, as Warren Buffett said, it's not baseball. You can swing at the perfect pitch. And yep. so that's, my, that's more of my mindset is just swing whenever you think – Everything that you know leads you to believe that this is a good spot. And so that's what I do. And it just so happens yeah. to be with favorites. Yeah, that's so true in the – It's. I mean, it's true in stocks, but it's also true even more so, I think, in the sports betting markets because there's so many different sports and there's always another day. And to think that you have to have action every day is – that is kind of a good distinguisher between – are you in this for the long-term investing or are you in this for the entertainment style gambling? Yeah. Shotgun sprayers, people who bet on 12 games a day. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, there's just people who wish to go five and seven. <laughs> there's people that want me to do it, but um, it's not me. So big topic in the discord last couple days this week has been line movement because I mean, what Vanderbilt's, I don't haven't checked it recently, but it went from 47 to like 41 and a half. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Real quick. Are you thinking about middling that or not sure? I, yet? I, I considered it. I talked to some people that um, would know more than me in that situation. I'm not really sure. I don't middle very often. Overall, I just get the sense of no, I don't think so. Um, I, is that the right mathematical answer? I, it's not, but I just don't think that seven point six and a half points is enough right now so uh, we will not be gotcha. but yeah so on the idea of line movement there was a lot of I understood both sides of it is the problem and though I do think that we can move markets in a very very minute way I wouldn't even say that I retract that I there's so much money bet on sports on a daily basis I don't think that people realize like Vanderbilt on a Monday at, I think we locked it in at 9.30 a.m. We may have moved it a point or two, and that's only because of COVID. If there was no COVID, I don't think we moved that line at all. But um, the, the weather is a big reason as to why that moved. But, yeah, we moved it, um, which is great. I mean, I would love to move every line. I think it's illogical for sure. And I think we've just gotten really good sides of every single position, which is what I'm here to do. So I'm completely happy with that. Yeah. The guy that I talked to knows a lot more than me. He was, and – he said that it's possible, but I just – it's hard to imagine. He, he brought up a good point that um, major markets right now are only allowing $2,000 bets. So, for us to push X amount of money, we probably could move the line a little bit, three games in a row. So, if, if it continues to happen, maybe throughout the rest of the season, then, yeah, I can see the argument. But we cover $0.15 cents on average, which is great. That's, what, 3.6% um, – on an average 113 one. And so that's great, don't get me wrong, but 3.6% is a lot different than six and a half points, so. Piggybacking off the closing line value, that is obviously a major key 
to long-term profitability. Um, what are like the other major keys? Uh, you obviously talk about don't get uh, overexposed. Are there any other ones that really come to mind? We'll say overexposure is probably the biggest one. I see people on a daily basis. I was actually friends with a bookie for a while and I would watch because I thought I was curious. I know you're friends with a bookie too. It's funny to watch um, people bet on anything. And so less overexposure, more just wanting to bet. Did you see, uh, so I believe, I can't remember what member it was. I think it was P, I can't remember his name, PW, PDW33 maybe. Mm-hmm. He posted in Casual Talk, the somebody on DraftKings put. $3 million. Yeah. Did you read the thread that somebody quoted it and like broke down all the math behind why, like how stupid it was? It's Captain Jack. Um, yeah, that was, I love that thread. I mean, that was just like the epitome to me of, of what, like the surface on the surface, everybody sees that and they're like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. But then when you break it down, you're like, that is yeah, it so was like, stupid. Uh, it was like the average margin uh, is negative 1.2 million. It was, uh, yeah, it was ridiculous. So that just that concept of seeing money and chasing money or seeing something, that, oh, it's, it's the same idea as how I was talking earlier. They see instant gratification of somebody putting $3 million on it. So like, oh, mm-hmm. we'll follow it. And is it the logical bet? By no means at all. No. And it's a parlay. So there you go. Yeah, we all, we know CC is anti-parlay, anti-teaser. Um, anti-fun. So anti-fun, anti-fun CC. How do you see the community progressing as a whole? So yeah, it's been insane. Like a thousand people, it's, we've doubled since COVID. I think it's right at um, 500 members since COVID, which is just absolutely astonishing. And um that growth's great, but at the same time, it brings problems. Like, if you go in it with that on a daily basis, um, I can't be as personable. And it's something me and you have talked about. We want to make it as personal as possible. So we're adding in things to make that that me to you factor more. In the sense that I'd never wanted this to be, hey, here's my place, that's it. And it's not, it's not, the Discord's great. But I, I just want it to be even more. And so I want, a person that would pay $40 a month just to be in the discord, not even get plays. And that's, that's my goal always. And then knowing that we do win long-term it's just icing on the cake of that discord that brings value. And something I haven't told you, actually, I was on the phone today. I have been on the works with a, a local company to make an app that's just basically discord similar, but it's our app. So then we can add what we want into it and and make it our own you gotta leave that in oh come on camera there we go the problem is that it turns into the idea of twitter very fast whenever yes. you, so if we scale if we keep scaling it's just going to turn into like my messages will get completely washed and then i get 700 dms asking me the same question i just answered in the chat um so we're working on that we we want it to be as personal as possible and make the experience of the community the most beneficial experience you'll ever have. And I, I feel like we're there now. I think that we have the best product in the industry and I'm hundred percent confident in that, but we are working every day to make it better. And me and you both, and we have a team of people that I'm confident are every day. We'll, we'll, we'll look back in a year and be like, man, how are there a thousand people in that discord? Cause it was one hellhole. Yep. And it's not, um, I mean, it's great, but it just, it, it's going to be the starting stone to something crazy. Yep, getting better every day. I definitely want to get a little more intel data on 
who we have in the discord from a, just like a sports fandom perspective um, to kind of obviously figure out like what uh, regions are, we have the most people from, you know, what sports teams we have the most fans from. I think that'd be really fun. Um, and then obviously we just want to create more relationships, more connections between the people that are already in the discord, because as a lot of the members know, there's a lot of members that aren't active um, because maybe they're just there for CC's plays, which is great. But like you stated, you want a product that people would be willing to pay 40 bucks a month for just for that product without your plays, yeah, which obviously that's not how a lot of people look at it right now, but that's a good goal to strive for. So unless you've got any other, you know, more industry or community related topics, I just want to move into a couple of fun questions I have. Is that yeah, good? Let's do it. So one great question I have for you, and I've, I've heard you mention this before, but I can't remember. Do you have like a favorite sports betting memory, like a game that was just particularly fun or something? I swear to God, you've said something before, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I, I do. And anybody who was in the Discord at the time remembers this game to a T. So we had the Nationals playing the Pirates. We had the Nationals minus one and a half. I had the projected score at seven three i believe and the nationals could not score this was probably august last year it was 3-1 going into the ninth inning i had 7-3 cranks absolute bombs in the ninth inning 7-3 final score and so that one is just and and so you know you know me i, I messaged in the discord after i was like wait sorry i wasn't watching the game like what y'all are worried like i told you what the final score <laughs> and so that was definitely a favorite um I don't know. The Braves was pretty crazy this year. I definitely oh, – so those two are back and forth, kind of the same idea. Uh, I definitely have a least favorite. And anybody who was in college basketball last year remembers St. John's up 25 at halftime, didn't cover the plus four. Uh, that was rough. But that's definitely, <laughs> that's definitely a least favorite. But favorite's a little more tough. I would say the Nationals, though. Okay. What about sports uh, watching fandom moment? Are you – first off, I know you're from Bama. Are you a Bama fan or are you a Bama hater? I, uh, I would say more of a fan. Um, for anybody who is from – I know we have a couple – I've talked to a couple people in the Discord um, who are OSU grads, Ohio State. That's where I go. Um, so if we got any other Ohio State students, feel free to slide me a DM. We're about to, we're about to take the natty this year. So yeah, at, one point, at one point, we had probably 200 members, and I knew at least 30 of them were Penn State students. None of them knew each other. I thought it was crazy. Do you have any like great memories for just um, sports fandom in general? Um, I mean, March Madness. Who, who are your Who are your pro sports teams? I don't really have any pro sports teams to be honest. I don't really, really don't really watch sports as often as you'd probably imagine. I um I enjoy college basketball, college football. Yeah, that's 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 about it. I do, I don't hey, watch enough football. Yeah. The irony of that's funny. Yeah, that you I, uh, don't have like a, a you're not a diehard of somebody. No, so I watch NFL on Sundays usually to take a nap. That's about it. Um, NBA, I like players, but that's about it. Um, if I had to say I had a team, I would probably say Syracuse basketball. I just I love the zone. I love Jim Beheim. Um Yeah, that's that's about it. I don't. Even, I wouldn't say I have a football team. Maybe Alabama, but I just like play. I like players for the most part. Kobe's okay. my favorite basketball player ever. That's easy. Um, football, probably Najee Harris at Bama right now. And baseball, 
currently, I don't care what anybody says, as of yesterday, Warren Carlos Stanton, that's my guy. <laughs> Trend man. For me, my favorite, I don't have a favorite sports betting memory, honestly. I haven't had any, like, just crazy games I can think about. But Rajay Davis, as an Indians fan, Rajay Davis home run. And although we lost, and that was heartbreaking, I've never celebrated a sports moment more in my entire what about, life. What about what's the craziest game you've been to? As an Ohio State student, you've had to been some crazy games. Oh, I went to the Ohio State-Michigan game when I was – so I was a senior in high school, actually, the triple overtime. I was actually at that game because my brother's – went here at the time and uh yeah that was by far and away the craziest thing ever rushed the field the whole deal the the touchdown was in my my side of the end zone or my side of the stadium that was I, i'm getting goosebumps just thinking about that that shit was insane it's pretty solid um i think last question here this is just random uh do you really eat chick-fil-a three times a day i do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I do, unfortunately. I So I just got a condo. I've posted about it a couple of times. And my goal in the condo is to cook breakfast every morning. I have not done it. I, uh, I, made, breakfast, <laughs> I made breakfast once. You can't see, but I'll probably 60 steps away, there's a Chick-fil-A. So I said I was going to cook breakfast every day, and it's like, it's right there. So I um, I usually wake do up. you mix it up, or do you get the same thing? Oh, no, same thing. I literally, you called me to say, hey, let's do the Zoom. And I was leaving Chick-fil-A um, <laughs> every single um, What's the order? Number one, no pickles and a Powerade drink. It's pretty simple. Yeah, so I asked a couple of the OG people on Twitter. I said Twitter, on Discord, uh, to ask me questions. And we will answer a couple of them. Yeah, do we have any OGs that you want to shout out? So, I know there's some people out there. Yeah, so JLU50, that's the first one we'll answer out. He, um, he works in the Indians organization. I'm not going to say what he does. But I don't know if he wants that said. I believe he was one of the first three people to join, like an absolute OG. He's the first person I messaged whenever I figured out we were going to do this. Um, great guy. He's always been a – we've had highs and lows, and he, I don't think I've ever heard him say a word negative once. He said – he's basically asking the same thing you did, but we'll skip that one. Rebel Fan is another OG. He asks, what are the core values that you stand for when making this server? So we kind of went over it in the fact that just – being absolutely 100% open and transparent through everything. If there's ever a question that I'm like, uh, people might get stressed out or might think that I, I forged this in some way, I'll usually type it in week recap just to have it there so people can see. I, I have five people right now to audit my plays. They literally just make a spreadsheet and, and make sure that I don't lie. And so just the idea of absolute open in an in a industry that's not is my biggest core value. He also asks, what is the biggest learning lesson from building this? It's a really good question. I would say to understand that the, the smallest dogs bark the loudest and don't let a single word affect you. So the, to be able to turn off the mental switch of this is short term, don't think about it, be able to go on about your life. So June of last year, you weren't in here. So June of last year was the most variant month you've ever heard in your life. And I lost so many days of sleep. I just wouldn't sleep. And it's literally variants. Like not a single person was mad at me. They were like, you can't tap somebody dropping a baseball when they get paid millions to catch a baseball. But at the time I couldn't turn off that mental switch of I'm losing people money. And um, that's been a really big, and it's not even in just this, it's life itself. Like you can't always do perfect you can't satisfy everybody so satisfy the majority and uh, I would say that's my biggest lesson for that so smoking bulls asks you, you basically covered this a second ago what are your thoughts on for fun bets like something um, you're watching Kentucky Derby random NBA game 
I don't bet on basically anything. I bet on anything that's on the official plays. That's about it. I um, I I just enjoy my life without betting. You know, I mean, what is watching going to help? And it doesn't. It's just going to stress you out. So for fun, I mean, if that's your if that's your idea of fun, then yeah, I guess so. Yankees are one nothing through two innings. They're going to the third, so that's good. Um, but I mean, if, if that's what you consider fun, find find a reasonable, I guess, approach and and stick to it. Don't be stupid. All right. Well, that's really all I got, man. I think that the community and particularly the active members, the army of weirdos, are really going to appreciate knowing exactly who you are. And I think it's it's only up from here, man. Yeah, we uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do a lot of stuff like this more often. I think less than me showing myself. I don't really care about that. Like it's like people made it a bigger deal than it is. I I don't care to show myself. This is what I do for a full time living. So um, I've been open about everything. I'll be open about who I am. I don't care about that. More of the sense that I just want to have these conversations to break down like my thoughts and analysis, like how we talk about line movement. Um, so we're gonna do things like that more often. But uh, yeah, it was a fun start. We got 100k followers, so it's going to be. I said 100k. I fucking wish we had 100k. We have, we have 1k. Then we'd be moving some lines. One day, one day we'll have 100k. From a content side, we're gonna get more people that are way more educated than me, because you know I'm just a lowly idiot who tests tails CC, <laughs> and uh, let's compound interest do the work. But yeah, gonna get some more handicappers involved to uh, get some better angles and more more education. They're gonna help us produce these to a more professional scale and to magnitude but we plan on making these a lot more often for sure awesome all right man that's all i got all right also note guac comes into town tomorrow we're playing poker and i'm going to i'm just saying <laughs> we'll see how it happens but uh he's not ready for that guac's gonna be the sucker is that what i'm hearing uh, he said he would drive from atlanta just to play poker and i was like hey man you do what you want